Hello and welcome to the Marysville Journal Tribune podcast. My name is Michael Williamson and I'm here today with Mac Cordell, reporter, Kayleen Petrovia, reporter, Ali Lanassa, reporter, and Chad Williamson, managing editor. All right, so on today's show, we figured we would have a conversation about the recent winter weather that went through uh, central Ohio. The predictions leading up to the actual weather event, uh, you know, suggested that it would be a little bit higher, that the snowfall totals would be a little bit higher. But of course, that line that rides through central Ohio, sometimes depending on which direction it goes, north or south, uh, you know, means more rain or more ice or more snow, depending on where it falls. So we saw a little bit of that, which kind of reduced some of the snowfall totals, but uh, still got a pretty sizable event. So where'd you guys want to begin? I think earlier in the week, regardless of what we got and the snow did kind of shut everything down, I think there was kind of the snowpocalypse mentality that it was going to actually be worse, um, especially when they started talking about the potential for ice, um, which like deep snow doesn't bother me that much but when they start talking about a half an inch of ice like that's when the power goes out that's when you can't get out of your driveway that's when the squad can't get to your house that's when a lot of things are impacted so then as it started to play out uh what was it wednesday was did it start the rain was on wednesday get, started to get rain it rained wednesday. all day wednesday yeah wednesday then thursday we the snow started and it was a fairly long snowstorm, kind of came across the state kind of diagonally, and that was the problem is that nobody knew kind of where that swath of ice was going to hit. Um, I think you saw, even around here on uh, Thursday night, they were canceling events. Uh, on Wednesday evening. Was it Wednesday evening or they, Thursday? They canceled Wednesday school for Thursday and then canceled again Thursday night for Friday. And they canceled, they even canceled like some governmental meetings and, and moved things. And honestly, Thursday night, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't terrible Thursday night, but nobody knew what it was going to be. I don't think it was, I don't think the roads were impassable Thursday night. Thursday evening is when they declared the level three snow. Was it three? Then Okay, then I'm thinking about Wednesday. They canceled... Mm-hmm. Yes, governmental meetings then on Wednesday. Yeah, and I know Plain City actually still kept their meeting because they felt like they could get through it before it got too bad on Wednesday night. I don't think, I think the the temperature Wednesday night teetered on, you know, was it going to freeze or not? And if, if it had been, it was the difference of a degree or two, all that rain... And we, you know, we got a lot. Of, we got a lot of rain, but that kind of kept them from pre-treating the roads, so they couldn't throw brine down, they couldn't throw salt down. Uh, so they were a little bit worried about they couldn't pre-treat the roads. And it, I know when I was driving in on Thursday morning, starting in, I was looking at my temperature, the temperature gauge in my car. You know, I got a little thermometer, and it was bouncing back between 32, 31, 32, 31. And if it had been, you know, if it had been 30. For a couple hours, you it had been a very different story, and I think people that's what people were worried about is they weren't sure exactly that's where. Right. It was and canceling be. school was the same way, you know. It early in the morning, I guess Thursday it was. It wasn't terrible, but it got there, and nobody really knew. I mean, we knew it was kind of a big, huge storm, but you didn't know exactly when it was going to drop, when that line from rain to ice, or. And I'll say honestly, for all the fear I think Central Ohio had of the ice. I don't think we got as much of it. I think Tim said Dublin got more ice than we got here in this county. Did you get ice in Madison? So I live in southern Madison County, and we got more ice. We got more ice than Union County got, but I believe we got less snow than you mm-hmm. got. 
And so then it, by Friday morning, everything's kind of mm-hmm. shut down. Um, you know, there was a good amount of snow. There was there was some, there was some ice built underneath of it from that all that rain, um, and you know there weren't very many things open in town as I was as I got into work and was driving around taking some pictures, but there wasn't much open at all. So, you know, that being said, once the snow stopped, it, it kept going Friday morning, and once it stopped and the sun came out, strange, I remember mm-hmm. that, that, like, it didn't just stop. Like, the clouds went away, and the roads weren't... The city, I know the city, and I, I know a few of the county roads, but I don't know all of them, so... I'm kind of speaking more city-centric here, but the city roads got to be in pretty decent shape. And I know some restaurants stayed closed uh, Friday night, but some of them made kind of a snap decision to open back up at four or five o'clock and and do the dinner crowd. And a lot of people went out. I went to Leon's and there were a lot of people in there. So, you know, for us kind of, one, I think the predictions were a little overblown, or at least it didn't hit us the way it hit some areas. But the city, and, and for the most part, the county too, I think, were, were on top of it. You know, the sheriff does a pretty good, does a really good job, I think, now of, of getting the word out and being decisive and not, you know, especially when you don't know what the forecast is going to be. If you know you're going to get 12 inches by 2 o'clock tomorrow, it's real easy to make a forecast. But when that line's sleet, rain, ice, snow, all, it could be any of them. It's, it's hard to make those predictions. It's hard to know when to cancel school. It's hard to do all that kind of stuff. But I think the reason some places canceled on Wednesday night a little bit early was, I think a lot, that was, it was supposed to hit earlier in the day, but that line that gave us rain just kind of stalled over us for a little bit longer than people were expecting. And so, the ice didn't really start to hit until about four o'clock on Thursday morning, and I think people thought it was going to hit, you know, six hours early. You said Thursday night. I couldn't remember. Thursday night we went into level three. Yes. Yeah. And then that stayed until I think one o'clock in the afternoon. Yep. One o'clock on Friday, and you know, you talked about the the roads being very clear, and I wouldn't say clear. They're, well, they're drivable. Yeah. You know, I don't want to make it look like you know it was dry <laughs> pavement. And, Indy 500 up and down the streets of Marysville, but they were passable. The city and the county both talked about the the idea that by going to a level three, it actually allowed the snowplow drivers to deal with the roads without cars on them, without needing to worry about, is there a car stuck in the drift around this curve? Um, and that actually helped the plow drivers and the road crews address the issue in a way that, so that by Saturday or by Friday afternoon, they had kind of gotten a handle on it, where maybe at six o'clock on Thursday, they were starting to, it was starting to get away from them. But by taking everybody off the roads, all right, now we can deal with it. And Marysville, I mean, I honestly, I don't, I don't hear too many people complain about the condition of Marysville roads after snow. I think that's one thing people kind of accepted that Marysville does do, I don't know whether it's routing or the number that they have, but even kind of little used side roads and even sometimes down to alleys, they do a pretty good job of getting through those. And the reason kind of I suggested this as the podcast title, I know I was down in Dublin this weekend, and some of Dublin's roads right off of Salt Mill Road 
still had the driven ruts in them mm-hmm. as opposed to being plowed. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of shocked that I, you know, I think everybody expects Dublin to have so much money and, you know, a plow on every street or, you know, whatever. And maybe they have heated streets in Dublin mm-hmm. and just melt the snow down. But honestly, I don't have any qualms about saying that Marysville handled the snow on their streets better than Dublin did. And even mm-hmm. Sunday, there was still a lot down in Dublin. You guys live down in Columbus, so you would know more about kind of conditions down there and things. But I thought... Yeah, I live in Delaware County, and I visited a friend in Columbus on Saturday night, and I actually had my car got stuck. And my car sits up pretty high. I have a CRV, but it was just so much ice that going through an alley, the alleys weren't cleared, the main streets weren't really plowed yet. So I definitely think in other areas, the conditions were much better, especially from what I've heard with, um, like with Richwood and what, you know, Kayleen has heard about, um, Jerome and Plain City, much better conditions than down in Columbus. Yeah, I didn't drive on Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, but on Sunday, going to church, I live in Columbus, pretty close to Ohio State's campus, and on Sunday going to church, the main road that I drive to is a pretty heavily traveled road, and like Chad said, it was just tire ruts. Like, maybe they'd sprinkled some salt, but it was still snowy and icy, and people were driving pretty slowly, so I wasn't here in Marysville over the weekend, but from what it seems like, I know Columbus has a huge area to plow, but even on the main roads, it seemed as though they hadn't quite gotten there by Sunday morning, at least. Yeah, and I'm sure that the staffing shortages everybody's experiencing probably aren't mm-hmm. helping a city the size of Columbus get people mm-hmm. into plows. I know, Taylor, weren't you saying Jerome has been using firefighters or something to help? Yeah, Jerome has been really innovative with this. Um, they generally have three full-time roads crew drivers, so right now they have one vacant full-time position, and their fire chief, who also serves as the director of departments, has been filling that. So he said before he's their third guy right now. But in preparations for the snow emergency, he noted that they have a few firefighters that are also trained to work as plow drivers for them. Because of the trucks Jerome has, they don't need CDLs to be a plow driver. So he actually had some firefighters who were going to be off duty over that kind of variation of level three emergency or maybe we dip into that and he had them prep to backfill the plow drivers so that they didn't have to work longer than 12 hour shifts because i know he said earlier in the winter they've kind of had to stretch that 12 hour limit but they didn't want them doing that during the level three emergency trying to depend on someone to drive for 20 hours straight especially if they're a firefighter they might have to do a shift the next day or something like that oh yeah just 24 hour shifts didn't mary's will do something like that about Eight or ten years ago, they started. Some of the council members I remember were were driving and things like that. You know, I I don't I don't remember that specifically, um, and that I haven't I've only covered you know the city of Marysville for three or four years at this point. But um, <clears throat> excuse me, I know for Union County, Union County has the exact number of plow drivers they need or did. Um, they had one retire on Friday, uh, but they actually... T- right. Did shift. No, no. He was scheduled to retire. I should say, he was scheduled to retire Friday, but they talked to him and said, hey, would you see us through the weekend? And, and he graciously... One last battle, eh? Or Jimmy, uh, 
Let's uh, send you out the right way. That's how every great movie ends. Right. I shouldn't have taken that last damn shift. Right. <laughs> drove that plow off the bridge. <laughs> well, that took a weird turn with that. Uh, but yeah, he did did agree to see them through the through the weekend. Well, it's always the short time uh, cop that I, dies. I, in I know. Yeah. Action movies. I'm retiring next month. I'm so excited. And, you know, and something happens. I think there's a Clint Eastwood movie where all of them. <laughs> well, where the cop dies, and they kind of fake his shifts until he can retire, so so his widow gets benefits. That sounds a little different. Plenty of movies. So, uh, but I, I cross training people is. I think this might be one of those pandemic things that becomes more and more prevalent. I think you might see some stuff like that where sewer plant operators are now getting their have, are required to get their CDL so that they can help out. Like a city worker becomes a city worker and right. not just you mm-hmm. know something like that because you know i mean we do that we do that stuff here i mm-hmm. mean i mean when we when we used to have a dark room we were just talking about earlier you know everybody had to learn how to run the dark room in some regard because mm-hmm. you never knew and you know that's why we try to get you know everybody up to speed on whether it's photos or the police beat it's always the first thing i we have people work on so that you know you can kind of one man gang it if, if it comes down to a pinch and yeah. Yeah, in one of the areas I cover in Jerome, they've kind of tried to incentivize that cross-training. Recently, the trustees just approved an increase in pay for their seasonal workers, which was in part to draw more. Obviously, they're down one person full-time, but seasonal, they could use some extra employees as well. But they've made the pay rate an hour higher starting if you'll be a plow driver and a mower in the summer. So trying to bring those people on that will work both is kind of their end goal to have people year-round that they can depend on in different positions. I've always thought you have school bus drivers that know how to handle big vehicles, and when it's snowy and icy, they're not driving school buses. It seems like it would be very easy to teach them how to switch from a school bus to a, you know, to a snowplow. It's, it's very, it's very possible that, you know, that this is the infancy of this kind of staff shortage thing nationwide. And you may almost get to a situation where they build up a reserve the way they have substitute teacher roles. You might have, because that seems like something that, I mean, people like to take a, pick up a shift if it's enough overtime or whatever, mm-hmm. where it's going to help them. You might have retirees or something that, you know, if three or four times a year they've got to drive a snow plow on a 12-hour shift and, you know, make a little extra money, they might do something like that. It, I, I don't know this because obviously I've never driven a plow or anything, but it seems like the people that do it, it's long and exhausting, but there might be some, they might, I don't know if enjoy it's the right word, but kind of, I know when we have a big day here at the paper, we feel good when we're done with the mm-hmm. paper, and I think sense of accomplishment. Yes, and I, and I would think maybe that's something that people would still enjoy doing. You know, maybe you don't want to do the rigmarole every day where you're filling in potholes and working on ditches, but mm-hmm. you like to drive the plow. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you know, you keep some people on there that want to pick up some extra shifts, and it doesn't require the upfront investment that a lot of the uh, snow removal, private snow removal places, which there are a heap of them. Boy, that's one thing I wrote down. There, yes. I'm telling you, when I was driving around taking pictures Friday morning, there were a lot of trucks with plows on them and a lot of crews working on, on. Uh, you know, I, I take a lot of pictures in the in the morning, kind of try to prep when we have snow, and it, I almost never have. If, if there's snow, if it's recently snowed, I don't have problems finding yeah. pictures because 
there are enough crews. Per capita, we must have the most private snow plows in, in Ohio because I'm telling you, there's, there's a lot of them. There are a lot of them. I noticed that in Richwood, too. Like, all over their Facebook group was people saying they, you know, would offer a small charge if someone would come. And there was a bunch of people that had tractors, snowblowers, and they would just offer their services over the past few days. And some people did it for free. Other people, you know, wanted a small charge. But I thought that was really interesting to see, like, community come together with just the equipment that they had, even if they weren't, this wasn't their typical service mm-hmm. job. I know there's some people, you know, around the denser place like Mill Valley and Scott Farms that put that call out there and they, you know, they they didn't go into work, so they were running around with their kids or whatever. And it wasn't, they were just helping their mother-in-law clear their driveway. They were hustling. Like, mm-hmm. they were busting, getting from one to the next to make extra money. They saw it as an opportunity. And honestly, if you don't want to get out in it, you you see 20 or 30 or 40 or whatever dollars is probably a bargain for you. And I say that, that you say that, but in Mount Sterling, it's, our driveway is still miserable and we shoveled multiple times during the, during the, I say we, my sons did, but. Uh, <laughs> but I'll take credit. Singular we. Right. Yes, yeah, shoveled, singular shoveled we. multiple times, uh, but because there was that layer of ice, yeah, that guy, the commercial where the guy burned his lip. Look at him. He's going out there. You remember that commercial like two years ago? Oh, yeah. The guy goes, you going to go help him? Oh, no, it's freezing out there. And he burnt <laughs> yeah. my lip. He fluttered his lip. Hot chocolate. On his hot chocolate, yeah. That's um, you in there. You know, they, they went out and they, they did shovel any number of times, but because there was so much ice under, like our, our driveway is still a little bit rough because you know, till the sun till the sun hits it. When mine changed from rain to snow or that sleet those ice balls at all i went out and started throwing mm-hmm. salt so, down just to, to try to help maybe break up that that layer i thought was going to be under there i don't know that it helped at all but okay. mac you said madison we talked about dublin some of the columbus areas um not being great you said madison county is famously uh madison county uh, as of as of monday at least was still a level two my kids did not attend school on Monday because Madison Plains uh, School District was off because the side roads, the back roads are still in rough shape. And the, the sheriffs of Madison County have historically um, not gone to a level three. We had all of the counties surrounding Madison had moved to level three, but Madison County didn't. Um, and when I used to work in Madison County, I talked to the last two sheriffs, and I don't know the current sheriff near as well as I did the previous two. Uh, they were very reluctant to move to level three uh, for a variety of reasons. But one, they said um, snow emergencies are intended for unusual weather events, unusual driving conditions, and snow and ice in Ohio in the winter is not unusual. So you should just kind of assume if you go out on the roads in January or February they're going to be potentially snowy or icy and and I think also in Madison County there is uh, a little bit of the almost libertarian mindset of it's not the government's job to protect me and we've seen we've seen that's you know been a little bit of a popular sentiment of late but that's always been a Madison County kind of thing of Hey, we're not going to shut businesses. We're not going to shut uh, 
you know, roads down. And that's the crazy thing. Wants to drive. That's the crazy thing. Think about Jamie Patton. Like, every time he makes a decision to go to level three, he just cancels a Honda shift. Right. Period. You know, and that's a that's a big. You know, I say Honda everywhere shuts right. down, but right. when you have an employer like that, you know, that's a that's a big responsibility. You know, and I'm, it's not that Honda's calling in there going, hey. Uh, Maybe let's get through another shift here before right. we think about going to level three or something. But, you know, that's something I'm sure he's got to consider. And I talked to him, and he said these are not decisions that he takes lightly because it is there is an economic impact as well as, you know, you hate to say this, but a bit of a political impact of, you know, we don't we don't want government telling us what, what to do. Every time you get two or three inches, you start calling a level three, and you force everybody's hand, and they remember that the next time they go to the ballot. Right, and know? and so, uh, but he said there's, they are not decisions that he takes lightly. But but at some point you have to um, think of you know safety has to be the first, the first thought. And I think a lot of times, very much I, I equate it to like fog delays when you used to be in school and you have a fog delay and you look outside and there's no fog because you live in town. Right. And then if you get outside of town, you realize why there was a fog delay. I think a lot of times people in town say, well, the roads are fine. I don't know what they're doing, but they haven't driven out. And I don't think it was, they thought the wind was going to be bad with this one and a lot of the blowing. And it clearly did. It drifted. But I don't think I heard anything about like whiteout conditions when the snow's real powdery and right. you can't see. But like, I can remember when they've gone to level three here and it looked like there were two or three inches outside. And everybody in town was like, well, I don't even know what's going on here. And, you know, the sheriff's losing his mind. And then if you drove, you know, 500 feet outside of town, you couldn't see and you realized why he made a level three. It's, it was the vision aspect. It wasn't It and wasn't the depth. I think for inside, inside of a, a village or a city, that becomes even more frustrating because when it's so light, you can almost brush it off with a broom, but what makes it so easy to clear off is also what makes it so easy to, to turn into whiteout conditions out on, you know, Yearsley Road or, you know, Dogleg Road or somewhere out in the, in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say, well, out in the, here in the community, in the city, we just went out with a, with a push right. broom and little kids swept it off. And, yeah. you just, mm-hmm. and, you know, the way that storm rolled across, it's, it's not out of the realm to think that Jerome could have had ice, Marysville had snow, and then I actually, the northern half of the county actually got about three or four inches more snow, I think, than mm-hmm. the central and southern. So, you know, with the Bell Fountain Ridge affecting <laughs> what comes across this area, a lot of times the northern and southern will have two totally different kind of storms. Yeah, right. We're like that. not that far apart, the Madison County, where I live in, in Marysville, but it was, it feels like two very different storm mm-hmm. events from what what i experienced in madison county a lot of ice right but that was the big thing was ice and almost no snow mm-hmm. but a lot of ice a lot you know everything is coated in ice and my again my driveway has thick you know inches thick ice on it and here it's very much and a ice, lot more snow and ice is i know one of the things i marked down just observations is it was a bigger, bigger hassle for me to be able to get into my car Friday morning to get in here than it was to actually drive on the roads. You know, I have a truck. It's not that big a deal, honestly, unless it's terrible, terrible roads. But everything was completely iced over, and I did have to work on the doors a little bit to be able to actually get into them. And I know Kayleen and Allie, you guys have talked before. I thought about getting stuck in parking lots and 
I know when I uh, when I lived in a an apartment here in Marysville, I got into work one day and we'd had a pretty good amount of snow and went back and I got stuck in my parking lot when I went back at lunch and couldn't couldn't get out and just took the second half of the day off because <laughs> after I'd come to work in the morning I got stuck in my parking lot, but I thought I'd heard you guys talk about, you know, parking lots down there not plowed and how that's a much bigger thing and Yeah. You know. And I think especially I don't know if you have like a designated parking spot or garage alley, but like I have street parking in the apartments I've lived at, like I park on the street. So it was like on Wednesday night, well, I won't park on this semi-main road that more cars tend to go through, but I'll park on the side road this time. And even still, my car was plowed in. And I know people in Columbus too that live on bigger roads. I mean, it was a lot of digging, but there's nothing you can do if you don't have a designated parking spot or parking area, you have to park on the street. And I know, especially in Columbus proper, that's really how it is. And I had a lot of friends that were going into work on Friday that were like, yeah, this is the second time I'm digging my car out, but what can you do, you know? So on Saturday, I had some help from my roommate and others that we kind of dug each other out a bit, but it was like, you know, you just know you're going to encounter yeah, it I because heard, you I have- I forgot about on street and how, you, how they catch those big plow trips up mm-hmm. on. And mm-hmm. the problem with that is a lot of times those are people that live in apartments still. So if they don't have a driveway, they don't have a reason to have a snow shovel. So you end up digging out with a scraper. Right. And or that's a, what you know, <laughs> my roommate said. We do yeah. have a driveway behind our apartment complex, but there's a certain number of spots. So my roommate and I just rotate when we park there. So she was in the driveway, actually. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to try to head out. I'm going to use my scraper to dig myself up. <laughs> and she texted me later and she said, took about an hour, but I'm free. <laughs> and I talked to her later about it. And she was like, oh, yeah, thankfully, like one of the guys who lives in a house next to we don't live in an apartment complex. So there are houses near us. We just rent our unit. And she was like, oh, yeah, thankfully he was digging. So I was like, hey, can I use your shovel? This isn't really working. But Well, that's the thing you don't consider. Like, if you if you live in an apartment complex where they're notorious about having bad plow yeah. service and you don't have a shovel, and, yeah. I mean, there's a million reasons. And I live in an apartment complex, so I'm thankful that our plowing service is pretty good. They have a limit for, like, how much snow we get before they'll come. But they've come the past two big snows we've had so far um but the big problem was my parking spot because they're not numbered you can park wherever you want and so on saturday morning i was like digging myself out luckily i had to have a shovel and it was just really like thick with ice underneath all the snow so to clear my car off and then also to dig my like self out it was easily an hour i'm sure that i was out there and then the bad part is i left and then someone took the spot that i had cleared so then i had to just kind of manage luckily it's been pretty snow uh pretty sunny so it's melted a little bit but yeah the i missed it do you have a shovel i do i do so that's good but yeah the plowing service does the main road of our Mm -hmm. complex but they're not going into each parking spot obviously so that part you kind of have to dig yourself out yeah i know and the The apartment I lived in prior to this one was also in city of Columbus and it was a side road that was one way street. So you have cars on both sides and they do not take plow trucks down there unless it is like absolutely feet of snow. So you're like digging yourself out, but you can't floor it to get your car out because there's another car on the side of the road right next to you. So it's like, you just have a whole nother problem. So yeah, I know 
it can be challenging if you don't have your designated area oh, that right. you park. You're just yeah, kind was, of vying for the best. <laughs> I took a picture of a guy that was trying to get his car. He was over on Windmill Drive trying to get his car out. and They have kind of steep driveways over there. And I think I saw several cars stuck at the bottom of their driveways. And I guess I I never thought about that. But I think when your driveway is more flat and you back out, kind of pick up speed, you just keep it going out on the road. But when you come down mm-hmm. a steep driveway, you kind of have to slow up. Because I could see three cars stuck. Like at the bottom of these steeper driveways where they got down to the bottom and then it was clear they started spinning and they never got it back up and that well, guy I helped push him out and I almost died. Right. I hadn't pushed a car in a while. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> That's some cardio there. That's what just, yeah. just do that. I was thankful for the strangers that helped push my car out when I got stuck on Saturday because I do keep my shovel in my car. So that, because I, I don't really need it at my apartment. I'm on the second floor. So I'm like, well, I'm going to need it more at the car than upstairs. So I keep it in the car, which was great that I had it because we were shoveling the ice out of the alleyway trying to get me out. And then two men stopped and were trying to push, you know, push me out with my friend. And we made it finally, but it took like 30 <laughs> minutes. And, you know, something I saw people in Richwood were saying too of like, they were just grateful that strangers were helping them when they got oh, stuck as well. I don't and believe I think, that. There's no strangers in Richwood. <laughs> no, I say, we're getting all I know yesterday when I left town after city council, I actually went to Kroger and bought two ice scrapers, uh, one for my vehicle, one for my wife's vehicle, because I broke both of them. The long-handled <laughs> ones trying to, trying to chisel out my vehicle, like it just snapped the, the little part that's intended for scraping ice, and I thought, this is a tool designed specifically for this. It wasn't like I was misusing the tool. Yeah. Was doing. Yeah, I, I think we've all seen you misuse tools. Hey, hey, hey. A little, <laughs> little uh, in a hurry or you got the old dollar store scraper and it wouldn't hold up. You know, I, I buy dollar store stuff for me, but not necessarily for my wife. So, so that's um, when you were, knew you were in trouble when you broke when I broke When I broke hers, yes. Um, yeah, that was the... It was a lot of thick ice, and I wasn't, again, not misusing the, the tool, using it, but it was also so cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, that didn't help the plastic on the... Uh, mm-hmm. Well, the I noticed my scraper wasn't completely taking it off. Like, I had to run my car to try to warm up my windshield to get the ice to really mm-hmm. come off. Yeah, and I feel like this was also the first time this year that we've really had to scrape. Like, any time mm-hmm. we've had to scrape before has been, like, brushing it off sure. a little bit or... You know, you turn on your car, and a few minutes later, you're like, I'm good to go. So in my car, I had this little scraper. <laughs> was it like the handheld? Yes, it's the worst. It's like a mitten that has a uh, tiny uh, little plastic uh, yes, scraper at the top <laughs> that one of my relatives got me for Christmas one year because it's like Chicago Bears branded. And I was like, this is going to do absolutely nothing for me. So I had to go get the one from inside that I hadn't had to bring out yet. So it got some use. <laughs> too young. You don't have any cars that used to have cigarette lighters in them. No. <laughs> so, do you know what I'm talking about? I know, yeah. Cigarette lighters. I used to s- oh. sit in there and I'd push that in and then I'd hold it against the window. Hold on the window and I'd, I'd create myself a little tank turret hole <laughs> so and then drive two eyeballs coming down the road. Uh, I never got the record. I pulled over. I have no idea. But uh, yeah, I just melt it with the old uh, cigarette lighter melt a couple holes for my eyeballs. And- yeah, now the cigarette lighter is for plugging your phone in. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> USB cable. Right. Yeah, right. Right. But, uh, Ideally, not generating heat. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I hear. I heard some people, and it's a common gripe about you shovel your driveway out or plow it out, and then the city snowplow comes by and 
plow's huge, like ice hunks right into the end of it, and you're kind of stuck in there again. And but the people I heard griping said they understood it. They just wished that, you know, oh, I wish they could just level the plow out, push it down, then send it off the road at the yard area instead of in everybody's driveways. But if they would stop to do stuff like that, they would mm -hmm. never get side roads plowed, right, never right. get main roads plowed. I did hear a guy though that said he was out, he was shoveling, he was near the end and he saw the plow coming and he thought, oh my God, this guy's just going. And the, the plow, it was a city plow driver, so he slowed down so that he didn't at least throw it right. you mm -hmm. know, way up into the driveway and then sped up again once he got past him. But So I thought that was at least all right. Do Does Marysville folks. move it to a certain area? When they remove it? Now, that's an interesting idea. Marysville has come a long way in terms of getting it out of their downtown area. Um, I told Mac and I were talking about, and were you working here when Marysville did? When, I can't remember what, how much snow we got, but they were piling it on the center line. Like, there was nowhere left to put it. If you put it on the sidewalk, the businesses would have had to close. Right. Mm -hmm. So they were pushing it out on the center line, and then overnight, they were removing it. They were using a backhoe and putting it into a dump truck. We had the picture that one of our staffers here took the other day. Now they're just driving along with a kind of a bobcat, a bobcat with a with a snow plow, snow blower, and they blow it up into the dump truck ahead of it, which <laughs> I thought was a pretty cool uh, adjustment. What they've always done is they take those dump trucks. And I don't know where they get access to it, but they dump it in the town run. Okay, is is what they used to do at least. Mm -hmm. Now, depending on how much salt you've put down, right. You know, I think that's why maybe they use brine more now or things that are more natural. I'm sure, look, they're not dumping that in there if it's going to kill a fish, but... Mm -hmm. The town, town yeah. runs got, you know, with it, the you know, Mill Creek backing up and the, the log jams, they may have, they may have, a, they may have other issues. They dump that much, that yeah. much snow into it. You start getting some ice in there, clogged in with all the logs <laughs> down outside Cherry yeah, Street. they got their own issues, but I know that... Um, uh, Police Chief Tony Brooks and the and the Public Service Director uh, Jeremy Hoyt both said uh, that the the Marysville's new regulations about parking uptown worked very well, you know, over this summer. And and they started this the beginning of last year, uh, looking at parking regulations and what they can do to get people out of the downtown, out of the uptown, excuse me, uh, for at least a couple hours so that they could come through and they can bring the bobcat in and really clear the streets, clear the sidewalks and, and um, they did a, they passed legislation the end of last year to allow the city manager to declare a state of emergency, kind of not right up at the, at the, the snow event, but after the snow event. So we had the snow event on Thursday night, Saturday, or Friday, you know, Thursday night into Friday. And they declared the snow emergency for Sunday morning, I think at 5 a.m. to probably 2 p.m. Two, yeah, 5 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, so that they could come in and, and they wanted to, to make it so that they weren't interrupting business hours, they weren't interrupting kind of, that's when they thought there would be as little traffic on the streets as possible. And, right? they, and they did a good job. They got it all out there. You know, it's something you don't appreciate unless you saw what was there before. You know, and you don't think about that, that, hey, there's only so far you can plow that snow over when you're talking about sidewalks and businesses and parking spaces. You know, you've only got so much room to work with. So actually removing the snow, right? you know, is, it's a tricky thing. And boy, they, I was pretty impressed with the, uh, the snow blower up into mm -hmm. the, 
into the dump <laughs> truck. That's a that's a pretty uh, pretty good way to use it. I'm sure they didn't invent that technique, but I was impressed by it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the show for this week. Thank you guys for all the good information and thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the Marriageville Journal Tribune podcast pages. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and many other places where podcasts are available. So be sure and tune into the show next week and we'll see you on Thursday.